man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus bay. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the all right, welcome, welcome, regulators. Welcome back. Welcome to the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home live every Sunday morning on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network in 102.7 FM ESPN in Austin, Texas, or as a live recorded podcast, 24-7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms and at the Outdoor Zone Dot com. My name's TJ Graney, veteran outdoor journalist and founder of Kids Outdoor Zone, KOZ. Co-managing the ranch with me every week is Cody Ryan, professional angler and communicator. You can and read that every week. Professional angler and communicator. And last but not least, Beastake Disco. Oh, yeah. He is in charge of all the neighborhood apps that are... Uh, in your neighborhood, if you have anything on a neighborhood, He's in charge app, of the bunkhouse's can... beauty and cosmetology. <laughs> That's what he deals with. That's right. Stacking wood. I have. I have wood. to tell you, beef. I have a uh, another buddy who you are in contention with on what? getting firewood and stacking it. What? Daryl, my buddy here in in uh, Smithville, Texas. He uh, he has been over at another guy's farm where he's got some oak trees down and he has been cutting and stacking and dude, it ain't, it ain't, you're not even, well, you got some work to do. That, let's address Cut, this. Stack split. Let's address this by saying first, uh, you have another friend. I mean, what, what what's going on there? Well, I say that he, I say, he that. say that he says that in his, in his name's Daryl. I think that's kind of like the generic name for all friends, right? And his other brother, Daryl. It must Darryl. be because, yeah, because I got like three buddies named Daryl. Oh, yeah, and his other so, buddy named Daryl. And his buddy yeah, named Yeah, his Darryl. buddies. Yeah. Yeah. This, so this is an imaginary this friend. segment of the show is brought to you by our buddies over at uh, Daryl and our friends over at <laughs> McBride's Guns. McBride's there's, Guns. I, I'm sure there's a Daryl that works at McBride's. Or goes there. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, for sure. If you're a if you're a gun owner, if you own firearms, or if you're looking at purchasing a firearm, maybe your first one, maybe your fiftieth one, 
McBride's Guns is our family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer right here in the Central Texas area. Or you can actually buy a firearm and have it sent to your local shop from anywhere if you just go to McBride'sGuns.com. New rifle, shotgun, personal carry. Hey, deer season started. Archery season started. Uh, You got about a month to get your gun, your deer rifle, get it set up. McBride's is ready for you. Just head over to McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for a year, corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, our hometown gun shop. You know, TJ, my my buddy um, in KOZ, Daryl, he was looking for a shotgun for his son, who's uh, 11 years old, 12 years old. And after talking about it a little bit, I told him the story about Cody getting his shotgun over there. And I thought, no better place to go, right, than where you got new That's or right. you got where people have upgraded. Mm-hmm. They turned in their other shotgun and said, you know what? I didn't want to pump anymore. I wanted this semi, you know, so I'm going to turn it in. Great deals over there. So, uh, were you just saying that because you wanted to say, talk about your friend, Daryl, <laughs> my friend, Daryl. Yeah, I have a friend, Daryl. So I just wanted to tell you that, but man, did you see those pictures that I sent TJ about, uh, with, with those boys that are out there, a primitive hunt camp. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. Is it a hunt camp or is it just okay, a camp I out? call everything. Explain what you're camp. talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, the uh, KOZ boys are kids outdoor zone with Vertical Chapel. This is church in Kyle, Texas. We have an outdoor adventure ministry for boys that are 8 to 18. It's not us necessarily. We have a chapter. It's nationwide and anybody can get one, of course. But we at nationwide, yeah, nationwide. So we had a uh, a primitive camp that was set up to go out to a place in Hunt, Texas, is what I meant to say. And it is no water, no electricity, no rocks on the ground, sleeping in a camp, doing the whole thing primitive style. And we had uh, twelve boys, and I think. Um, nine or 10 leaders that went out there. So that's a full crew. And they, you know, it's uh, funny. It's funny. You say primitive style when that's just basic camping at your, well, at your that is no longer the norm anymore. That That's no longer the norm is to say that there's no electricity, no water, everything you've got, all resources yeah, are brought in. And I mean, that's kind of hunt, camping that you do. I don't think Cody does You have to say that. that. You have to. So what's it? There's a new term for camping? Yeah. It's primitive camping. And that, that just means there why ain't do you have nothing. To, why do you have to complicate it with primitive? Well, it. Because wants, you don't have a. Because you don't have a. a $500,000 travel trailer. Hooked up to power <laughs> watching cable football one one is it's to get all the people that look at it to understand we're going out there primitive style every we can't just i don't know what that means though i mean i mean i know what i think i thought primitive meant but means it, you eat rocks and no, bark off it trees. means everything you got to bring in all resources wear loincloths there is no resources on site <laughs> so if you don't have it 
If you didn't bring it, you don't have it. We're talking on the hunt that I bring coolers, coolers full of food and drinks, right? Uh, Still got to bring it. On the hunt that I was on this week, yeah. uh, The in the fields, on the meadows and stuff in between the mountains, there was this plant and it looked like, um, what did it look like? Kind of looked like a Daryl weed, uh, a, almost like a, a cabbage leaf or something. I don't know. It was this Oh big, no. Did you yeah. chew on it? And with the next yellow, thing you know, the yellow next leaf? 12 hours you're <laughs> yeah. howling at the moon. <laughs> and he shot a and big about elk. that loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but it was called the, these guys were telling me about it. I mean, I saw it. And the cows don't eat it. The, the wildlife doesn't eat it. But it's you can pluck these leaves. They're as big as your hand, and they're super soft. And they said, "Oh man, that's toilet paper plant right there." <laughs> they, they said it's great for wiping, but it is terrible. You can't eat it or do anything with it because it's poisonous. But well, it's great for wiping. Good. When we and they were saying when we were kids, that's we'd go out, we'd yeah. leave in the morning, and we'd be gone all day. And if we needed pay- TP, we just grab a leaf off of that, and we're good to go. We just keep going. Just you don't say lie. it's poisonous. It ain't going anywhere around <laughs> any expensive no. any of your areas. orifices, <laughs> any of my expensive areas. But it's soft and expensive pliable. areas. <laughs> yeah, expensive. Oh, expensive man. to replace. I don't even want to get in. But con- <laughs> congratulations, TJ. You sent me a picture of that elk. Woo, man! You got some meat in the hey, freezer. We got to talk about that. But uh, are we going to talk about it now? No, we're going to talk about it in a little bit. All right. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. thanks for letting me in so, on that little secret. In Texas, in Texas, archery season began yesterday yeah. on the thirtieth, and I was uh, I was thrown off by that because it was so because hot? it was September thirtieth, and um, and it's not the first of the month of October. It is today, October 1st, hallelujah. Uh, but it just threw me off a little bit that it, they did that. I, I mean, I thought it was correct. Uh, it was the right way to do it, but it just you You just doubted off. me. It's because I said <laughs> that it opened, that season opened, and I was working. I said, man, I was hoping I would get home and maybe be able to go sit out and and uh hunt a little bit last night you know and uh and then i get some text messages yesterday afternoon my wife hadn't seen the cows in a day or so and so she's been driving she said she drove the entire property and was yelling for the cows and didn't see him i'm like oh awesome you did that on opening day of bow season you drove around in the gas-powered golf cart yelling for cows all around the property uh, i man. do it around my place all the time it doesn't stop those deer you got to get them used to I, it that's it right there you got to get them used to all the noise yeah uh, i don't know so i didn't i didn't hunt i went it's when and, you're running around in your loincloth that that messes them up i'll tell you it they they are not the deer are not afraid of a tractor around here that is something they are, I guarantee you can drive around in the tractor. And I often thought, well, shoot, I'll just drive my tractor to where I'm going to hunt and <laughs> use that as my mode of transportation. And I may just hunt out of it. 
You know, the guy <laughs> the guy that runs the uh, Dove lease that I'm Big on. Big orange tractor. Oh, Curtis, he rides around with a shotgun on his, and he uh, cuts he cuts with a uh, brush hog, and he shoots, yeah. de- dr- he shoots the Dove when they fly over as he's running on the tractor. Well, I don't know if that's legal. You may not want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But, oh, okay. I mean, uh, let's see. Yeah, he stops. Of can't you see? Can't you see an old guy on his tractor with? He's created this thing out of an old PVC piece of pipe, and it's duct taped over on a handle <laughs> down where the shotgun goes. And there's that guy that that I we used to see all the time. I don't ever see him anymore, Cody. The guy when I was thinking about moving out here, and we talked about him, he'd be out on his. What was it? A riding mower or something? And no, a push he, mower. <laughs> but he had the shade, the big shade thing over his. He built, made his own like umbrella shade over. Oh, his, the old man uh, that used to mow this. Yeah, out here. Yeah, uh, in front of his I'd property. I never see him anymore. Yeah, well, he was really old when you saw him <laughs> five I, years and ago. Cody and I would talk about him, and one day I just stopped. And I said, I'm going to go talk to him and talk to him all about his contraptions. But he had everything you could possibly need in there was a, a designed place on there. That was uh pretty sad thing is I saw, I did see somebody uh, driving out of there, younger lady driving out of there earlier this, uh, Uh-oh. I don't know, a, a week or two sale. ago. Cause I often his, look that way. His daughter. Mm, yeah. That's not a good Well, sign. Hey, we're going to take a break on the flip side. We're going to talk some fishing. We've got some of your favorite segments still coming up. We're just getting this thing fired up, stoking the fire. God bless Texas. It is deer season. It is a brand new year here in this great state of Texas. And uh, you're listening to us live right here. But you can catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. But when I get home to you, I find the this is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into The Outdoor Zone now. Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Hey, this one message you don't want to miss from Nile Maxwell Supercenter for the first time ever, the and only at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, and every new Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram purchase comes with free lifetime powertrain protection. That's correct. Your new vehicle from Nile Maxwell is covered forever. This is not a factory program. This is Nile Maxwell exclusive. The engine, transmission, drive axle, all are covered. Covered when you buy it. At the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. And Nile Maxwell Supercenter, we've got the trucks that are protected forever. Our inventory has never been this big. 2023, 1500 quad cabs, crew cabs, heavy duty Rams, both the 2500 and the 3500 for the best selection. And Nile's promise to beat any competitor's price. Go see the experts in Central Texas at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin or online anytime. At Nile Maxwell Supercenter dot com. So we do have, yeah, we do have a little bit of uh, fishing stuff going on, and man, it's just kind of a weird time of the year because yes, deer season is upon us now that we've got bow season here in Texas. I know around the country, bow season has started. They got special velvet 
seasons in some states, which I, I'm kind of envious of. I think that's such a cool idea. You know, they have a week or two maybe in different states. I, I can't I can't remember, maybe Kansas or Ohio or something, but deer season's upon us, yet we still have some fishing stuff going on. The final Bassmaster Open to decide who's going to make the Bassmaster Elite Series is still uh, a couple weeks away, I think. The uh, the National Professional Fishing League, which I fished the first two inaugural seasons, I guess the inaugural season would be the first one, and then I fished the second season as well. <laughs> uh, they have their uh, tournament that finished concluded yesterday on Lake Eufaula in Oklahoma, a, a, a lake that had not gotten any attention really until this year. And we went there as well. The major league fishing, uh, tour went there this year that I fished and got to fish that mud hole of a lake. No, it's, it's a good lake. Uh, <laughs> how do you really feel about that? Yeah. There's it's, like, yeah, it's a sore subject, but mm -hmm. the national professional fishing league, this is the part that I went, Oh my gosh, I don't remember. I don't recall ever seeing this in a major event which i know it's probably happened but in a major event on the final day the top spot was an exact tie and had to be used had to have a tiebreaker to decide the winning the winner of a hundred thousand dollars at the national professional oh fishing League tournament they didn't have yeah, a could fish you imagine off? they didn't have to go go fish for another they don't know. they didn't have a fish off they they have a series of different tiebreaker uh rules you know that are outlined for this exact scenario and the largest bag of the event that you weigh in is the first decider deciding factor of so if you weighed in uh you know, 15 pounds and the other guy's largest bag was 13 pounds. But over the course, y'all averaged the same, you know, obviously had the same total over the course of the event. Then the largest bag being the 15 pound bag would ultimately be the, the winner. And that's exactly what happened on the final day. Uh, Louis Fernandez, which is, I mean, that guy, he, he's, he's, uh, He's a character. He's fished since the inaugural season. And, um, man, I just, he, I think he comes from California, drives from California. And, Is that why he's a ca uh, character? What, what, what? No, he's a character because I just remember the first time I ever met him. You know, I fished against him for a couple of years and I, I don't have anything bad to say about the guy, but his confidence he was always so confident in what he was doing and i think it takes a lot of that and i don't say that in a bad way i'm not saying in a bad way it was just like i was i was envious because he was always around big fish or there we go. you the know truth, good fish yeah, the truth is and always expected <laughs> always expected to win you know and i'm like gosh how do you do that how do you how do you always expect to win but uh, he he he. I mean, he's obviously proven it. He has a great record with MPFL and, and a deserving win. Now, a big trophy. So, but I just thought, man, a tie, an absolute tie for total weight over the course of three days for the top spot. Uh, Will Harkins uh, came in second in that, and uh, so a great event. Thirty nine pounds nine ounces. 
three day. Man, total I wonder his. now that they have betting on on those on uh, fishing tournaments. I wonder how they bad. do have some betting stuff on some of that. I, I'm not sure that they have it on the National Professional okay. Fishing League, but on some events, yes. That's crazy. It's uh, yeah, so interesting. Anyway, uh, I just thought, holy cow, that was a uh, interesting, interesting outcome to that event. Uh, something else interesting in the bass fishing world that uh, kind of maybe this is, I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's interesting uh, as a whole, but uh, kind of reminded me in a in a way of, is my audio sounding weird? It's good. No? Okay. Nope, you're good. Um, something that uh, uh, was interesting to me, um, the college classic, the 2023 Bassmaster College Classic Bracket is going on right now, which decides uh, the college teams, and they break it down, and it decides who ultimately, I believe, fishes the Bassmaster Classic. This is the tournament where the one college student can make it through this bracket series and go on to fish the Bassmaster Classic. And uh, it's going on right now. And my previous, to to preface this, my previous team partner, which has since passed away, David Cosner, uh, passed away, you know, several years yeah. ago, but he had a uh, an illness and, and fished the college uh, championship and he did it and finished second place mm-hmm. in the national college championship and he did it with like an oxygen tank just out of surgery he actually didn't even have any time to practice like didn't practice at all for the event because he was in the hospital well the guy that's leading after day one and uh weeks after brain surgery father gill uh, is his last name puts up an impressive day one performance the Bassmaster classic uh bracket several weeks before the start of the 2023 Bassmaster classic bracket easton father gill was lying in a hospital bed in alabama after undergoing emergency surgery to remove part of an infected abscess on his brain Ew. wondering if he'd be feeling well enough yeah, to uh fish the bracket making a dream come true. Not only has Father Gill made almost a full recovery, uh, the senior was the top performer of the opening round. So it's interesting, I guess, what that, you know, a little time in that hospital bed will give you some motivation to Man, go yeah, on the, and do big things. The idea, like, maybe I can do this again, or maybe I won't get to do this again, or... This might be the last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just interesting. What does that What does that look like? Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting factor to factor in to motivation and just Yeah, yeah fish focus. like it's your last time you'll ever fish. What if you did that every time? Hmm. Well, that's, deep, that's a t-shirt you're gonna <laughs> have to get made yeah. you know, here's a quote from him he said there's a lot of emotions this, there were a lot of emotions this morning he said i had a feeling that i had never felt before when leaving the ramp the nerves i had were something i'd never experienced it was cra- a crazy feeling i was a little worried i'd be trigger happy 
on my first fish, but I was able to catch a couple and it calmed me down pretty quickly. So anyway, he'll go on to uh, fish today and uh, well, I, I, I think it breaks pray. down. I hope and pray he does well, and he comes out of that with with that dream come true of winning that. I didn't I didn't realize that they gave them a slot at the Bassmaster Classic. Man, that is golly. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting story. I remember hearing uh, a couple people recount when um, the previous owner of Bass master said that said we're going to give a college kid a bassmaster classic slot one one college kid is going to get to fish the bassmaster classic each year and there were a lot of people in the organization apparently in the bassmaster organization that were like no 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 that's no that's not going to work we can't just give away a bassmaster classic spot and uh and here we come you know several years later and some of the greatest anglers we have on tour have come from that from that college from collegiate ranks, level yeah. so uh true health share finding affordable top quality health care options can be tricky for sportsmen entrepreneurs and those who are self-employed but Altrua health share is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing medical needs for over 25 years look i got my family covered by Altrua health share i would not do it any other way Altrua HealthShare is not insurance, required to tell you that. It offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. I say this every week, but let me tell you, this is literally how simple it is. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow account, and eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. Bada boom, bada bang, you're covered, your family's covered. That's that's how it works. That's all it is. It's that simple. All right, find out how much you can save by going to see our friends at uh, myshare.org. Just go to myshare.org, Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. News of the Weird up next. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the Bunkhouse 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. This is T. Roy Bruce Orr listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me Redneck, White Trash, and Blue Collar. All right, welcome back, Regulators. This is your deer shooting, flounder gigging, dub blasting, hog dogging, bass catching, mountain climbing, fly fishing, four wheeling, adrenaline junkie, Outdoor Zone radio show broadcast live from the bunkhouse and available to you. Every week, 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com on all your favorite podcast platforms. Track us over there. You know, when beef and cheese, that's my wife, Cheesecake, she only lets me take her vehicle to one place, and that's Sun Automotive. Because Sun Automotive, you know, it's a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. You know, we use our friends there when we have difficulties, and each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate. They take pride in what they do, and then we want to be the place you bring your vehicle or your wife's vehicle 
anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. You need some repairs or scheduled maintenance? Well, you can go to 1405 West Slaughter Lane. That's where I go. Or 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park. And 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. I follow them on Facebook and get great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go sign up and look for your location at sunautoservice.com. All right, now it's time for our news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Okay, so do your math here. 13 feet. Now, if you go from... Carry the one, divide by two. Taking off a shoe. If you take the floor, if you're in your house... I guess if you're driving in your car, this isn't going to work real well. But just imagine this in your head with your eyes open while you drive. That's a disclaimer. Uh, from the floor to the ceiling, and then to half the of that again. Oh, sorry. It's a rap song. <laughs> <laughs> to, the, uh, to the floor, to the ceiling, and half again as much. That's 13 feet. That's pretty... 14. That's Wait, big. what? What? <laughs> From the floor to the ceiling is eight feet, right? Yeah. And half again as much. Less one. And that's what we're talking about. 13 feet. I'm trying to give people Sounds like a, a little a... concept <laughs> of exactly what 13 feet is. Sounds because like a, question a 13 on that. foot alligator has been killed, police said, after it was spotted in Florida with the remains of a woman in its jaws. A witness told local media he saw the alligator in a Largo canal clutching the lower torso in its mouth. Yikes. Pinella County Sheriff's Office said the animals killed and confirmed the remains of 41-year-old Sabrina Peckham uh, were found in the waterway. Jamarcus Bullard said he was walking to, to a job interview when he <laughs> spotted the alligator with what initially looked like a mannequin in its mouth. I noticed it had a body in its mouth, like lower torso. So once I saw that, I ran straight to the fire department. He told local broadcasters, Brianna Doris, who said she was the victim's daughter, wrote on Facebook. It is believed that she may have been walking to or from her campsite near the creek in the dark out and in the dark and the alligator attacked from the water. Authorities said the alligator was humanely killed and removed from the waterway before a police dive team recovered the remains of Mrs. Ms. Ms. Peckham. So she was living in a homeless camp on in Florida. He and he's he's walking back and forth from somewhere. And Kobusha. Yes. Well, why do you say she was homeless? Was that just because the article talked about her living in a homeless camp? Oh, I didn't read and that. And she part was walking back and forth. And that was, that was her demise. Interesting that they knew who her daughter was. Her daughter family connected that quickly. There is some weird, I mean, yeah. the guy walking by going to a job interview 
and he's walking. And there's no cell phone. He runs to the uh, fire department. Well, he was he needed a job, dude. He didn't have any money, and he was trying to go get a job. Huh. You know, but can you imagine being in the dive team to have to go? They went down and they found the rest of the body parts. And can you imagine that guy walking, yeah, late to that job interview and having to walk in there and try and you won't believe explain. what happened. I can't believe it. I'm late because yeah, and I don't have a phone, so I can't show you pictures. But you'll you know, the employer's like. Yeah. Yeah, sure. This is how we start. Okay, you're so you're yet. saying there's a 13-foot that's as tall as the ceiling and half again again, and and it had a torso in its mouth, and that's why you're late. That's the best story I've ever heard. And I I'm sorry, it. sir. It's my pleasure <laughs> to tell you you don't get the job. Here's a McNugget. You're late. Uh, oh, man. Oh. Anyway. That's an old one. Nobody will get that one. No. Holy cow. No. You've got to have I don't, gray you know, hair to I, understand I that. I typically one. there I I have a little bit of fear of the dark. I I I'm a big boy, not afraid of uh a lot of stuff, but I have a little intimidation of the dark. Mostly with wild things, even though I know the chance of me getting eaten by an alligator or a mountain lion where I live or most of the places that I have been exposed to the darkness i don't know what it is but there's a a little bit where there's I, absolutely it's kind of it's kind when i was in when i was in alaska this year and it was light like most of the whole 24 hours uh i liked it <laughs> you're like those kids that weird that have to have a flashlight on everywhere they go i try to get them well, to turn them off, I said, you need to work on your night vision. You need to I don't, figure I out. I mean, it, it, it. there are some There are some nights, like the last night, or last night was light enough where you could use, not use a flashlight to yeah, move around. Yeah, last few nights it's been. Yeah, because the moon's full or whatever. And, but don't but you want to teach But there are nights them? that are, are dark or cloudy. And my biggest thing in Texas like walking to the deer stand in dark at dark is are like snakes. Yeah, you know, dude, is a snake really going to, if you have a light on, you're going to see it. Come on. It's curled up. It's to the side. You're I probably... think, I think you're more it, where you're going hunting at night. You're more apt to accidentally whack a prickly pear cactus and be dealing with that for a week. <laughs> probably. No, so. I don't know. So when I but snake bites, snake bites are about 150 grand. Well, wear snake boots. I got, and my wife said, go buy those expensive snake boots after she heard my story of that rattlesnake under my, you know, deer blind. But I wanted to tell you that when I first started hunting, that's what rich people do, but you can't wear a, you can't <laughs> get alligator suit. Oh my gosh. You could. Okay. I'm going to tell my story about when I first started hunting out at like this deer arm, lease in like Mason. Like a knight in shining armor. And I, the guy, my friend that I went with, we would drive from Austin together. His name was Daryl. And he would drop me off at my spot on the road. And I had to walk in to my deer blind, which is about <laughs> five, five or 600 yards. Don't give me that. And uh, five or six hundred yards. Yeah, I mean seriously, it was <laughs> it was a walk, all right. And 
I will Beef tell you. Steak, you walk five or six hundred <laughs> yards in a week. I get my steps in. That it's not per day, it's per week, right? And I'll tell you what. When I first started doing, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try you. The, you had the light. It was dark, and then you got a little like hesitant. Where am I going? What's out there? I will tell you. As soon as I started putting on that headlamp and looking around, there were eyes all over wherever I looked with that headlamp. They were in the bushes. They were over in the trees. I'm like, no, nope, I don't want to see that. I just turned it off and walked in the dark. I better not know what's all around. Soon me. thereafter, soon thereafter, Beef began his journey as a sober man <laughs> in the. Yeah. Hey, there is nothing like having a big old cow come sniff your rear end. When you're uh, in a deer blind <laughs> in the middle of okay, the morning. Okay, next topic. Man, <laughs> this is getting weird. Hey, did you hear the uh, shores on the Rio Grande Valley Beach had some un unexpected items? We've heard about this time and time again. I oh, just yeah, want to know. Oh, yeah, talking about that. Yeah, in the, the, on the, oh, we are? Talk about that. Oh, I didn't yeah. see it. I didn't yeah. see it on News of the Weird. Okay. No, All it's right. going to be, we're going to talk about the bundles of. Okay, uh, okay. Okay. All right. So, so Cody, I loved how you started it out. I know it sounded like a, a IQ question. Like, all right, so someone starts and there's an alligator that is as tall again as a ceiling, but then you yeah, it's like an SAT again, question. And he goes to Chicago and gets on a train and meets him, and it was delayed by forty two minutes. When did Darryl, how many apples do you have left? <laughs> Uh, so there's uh, did you read about those guys that were on an elk hunt and they were they had parked and they were going to find their way to the elk to their spot they're headed up up to their spot and they saw the light flashlights no, no flash they were walking out. in the total darkness using their spidey senses and but they saw these two lights like from a car pointing down into the into the trees and they thought well that's that's not normal over here let's go investigate they walked over that way hand on pistol because they didn't know what was going on and it was a car that had run off the road and down this ravine and smashed into these trees and there was a little old lady sitting outside the car she had lost control and she'd been sitting out there for hours and I just got back from visiting my 94 year old mom. And I just had visions of this little old lady and had they not stumbled upon her, who knows what would have happened through the night and the cold and all that kind of stuff. But they found her and rescued her. And they were yelling. And they, said, they didn't see any elk that day. They didn't get to hunt that it didn't day. Matter. They were super help. Yeah. They didn't care. And they ended up seeing a bunch of elk after that. So God blessed them because they did the, well, I guess what else were you going to do? You're going to absolutely rescue. Yeah. Listen, right? lady, uh, stay here for a little while. I'm going to go call over this next ridge. <laughs> now I'm glad. Can they you be a little more quiet? Lady. Here's some camo. And uh, Man, it was, stay <laughs> right you here. just drove through my hunting area. No, I hey. thought it was a pretty cool story. Pretty oh cool my story. gosh. Hey, coming up, we will talk on the flip side about uh some things that washed up on the texas gulf beach here you get it in your game warden field notes coming up it's the outdoor zone you can catch us 24 7 365 at the outdoor zone.com
American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone. Hey, if you follow us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. You can also connect with all, with Beefsteak and Cody Ryan and myself, TJ Graney. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor show in Texas, right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. It's available live here on Sundays or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Keystone Bank, experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for awesome community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team operated right here in Austin, Texas by locals like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. We love that part of banking with them. You know who you're talking to. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. I can be anywhere and jump on my account just with my phone or my laptop. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person. There's 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin. Or if you're outside of town a little ways, you can go to 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, keystone.bank for all the information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. All right, now it's time for your game warden field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. So, so you hear about this you hear about this kind of stuff. You hear about this kind of stuff in Florida, but I haven't really recognized it in in Texas on Texas coastlines. And well, I think usually the owners in Texas can get it back <laughs> through various channels. You just don't hear about it on the news, meaning they we're a lot closer probably to the distribution source. Oh, they can yeah. Recover yeah. The, yeah. Right. They right. can recover Shipping it. cost and all that is a lot lower. To Yeah. What are y'all yeah. talking about? The shores of the Rio Grande Valley Beach have had some unexpected items wash up, leading to a multi-million dollar bust for the Border Patrol agents in the area. I don't understand the bust part of it. If it washed up on shore, you didn't bust anybody. It just kind of floated in. On Wednesday, September 27th, agents seized 25 bricks of cocaine on the shore of Boca Chica Beach, just east of Brownsville, according to Facebook post from the organization's Rio Grande Valley sector. The post states that 25 bricks, total 75 pounds in weight, had a street value of roughly $2.3 million. Whoa. Bricks of cocaine washing up on Texas shores is not unheard of. In April 2022, bricks of cocaine were found washed up on three different Galveston Island beaches. A woman walking the shores near Beaumont in September 2021 was looking for seashells, but instead found a brick of cocaine. Oh, honey, look what I found. (laughs) They say, if you find suspicious packages on the seashore... Open them up. <laughs> Do not touch them. Uh, oh. 
Just to put and your little finger in there. Just cut a little hole and no, 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 and no, no, see no, what it, no, 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 come on. It, but if they have a note in them, you should read the note, <laughs> right? <laughs> it says, if found, please return to Walvando. In uh, <laughs> Walvando, <laughs> you know, my son-in-law was in the uh, in the Coast Guard, and they used to patrol in the you know Gulf Coast and down farther all the way to Panama. And they would go in and you know jump, they would board boats, board board things. And he said that there were times when they had to go fish out the things because when they were getting pulled over, they were like throwing stuff overboard. <laughs> They saw him coming, and they had to go fish that stuff out from a. Uh, Is that how coast. it gets lost? Well, they probably I mean, are like, eh, I'm not going to that. Get that one. Yeah, I think they throw. I think they intentionally throw it overboard. Yeah, yeah, kind of like throwing that thing out your window before the cops come and pull you over. You know, like what? that's gonna save you. Like you've done that. Uh. So quiet. Let, let's quiet. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, if you found that, man, I wonder how many people found them and didn't call the cops. TJ would go to the uh, local um If like- you if you were walking down the street, okay, here's here's your question. If you're walking down the street and you, there was a suitcase over off the side of the road in the grass. You thought, "Hey, that's that's weird. I'm just here walking down the street." And I would call eight one one and report it. And you walk over there and you open it because it could be and a it's bomb. body parts. No, it's uh, it's cash, bundles of cash, stacks and stacks of cash. Here's the deal: you report all. Do of you that. call it? Yes, you report all of that because someone knows that's missing, and I'm not going to end up as a Netflix documentary <laughs> uh, episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It has it's, to. It had to come from somewhere. There's either. Uh, video. Have you seen those new Ranger boats? <laughs> hey, this man. You know what an into, enclosed cab Kubota cost today? The guy walked into a yeah. Bass Pro or the boat shop, and he had a big bag of money. That's not going to yeah. draw any suspicions at yeah. all. A suitcase full of money, but no, you've got to just say that's it. I, I don't. It's bad karma. That money will 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 take you nowhere good. You does it buy sound some, like did, does it sound like I would keep it? Yes, absolutely. I'm thinking he thought twice about it. it. Blasphemy, yeah. danger, danger. If I, I if I did anything with it, I would have taken it directly to church and donated <laughs> it. That's where that's what I would do. Somebody with it. left it anonymous. I wonder how many times you call the cops and you give it to the sheriff or the the cop, and you know they 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 take it, but they're just a little something something, maybe not all the way to the top oh any longer. Yeah, was it really two point yeah. three million dollars? Yeah, like yeah. was it zero? We rounded rounded down. Yeah, but there is a. Character. I'm just hey. There's a character are, thing about this that you. you that, we are, I have to say, one of my neighbors, some of my favorite people are first responders, sheriffs, cops. I, I trust them and I don't question that. So, not at all. I'm just poking at them, teasing. No, that, there yeah, is but- a, that, that question comes up, especially if you've, I was in academy 
and I was opened up my truck door and the wind blew it open and dink hit the vehicle beside me. Nobody was around. When they was this? Around. This is about uh, seven, seven or eight years ago. And oh yeah, and so I what, still have the ding on my truck. I'll be. <laughs> and so nobody was insurance. there. Nobody <laughs> saw it. Nobody. Nothing happened. Right. And it was the wind. I was like, that's an act of God that caused that. It wasn't my mistake. But I felt like I'm never going to put myself in that situation. If I find something, it's just bad karma. It's just not good. The Holy Spirit tells you, you got to do this the right way. So I put on the back of my card, my number and my cell phone number and put it in the windshield. You know what? I ended up getting a call from, from that person, from that person's wife. And they ended up faxing me. This is faxes back then. Faxing me the quote or the, or the estimate on fixing it. And it was $1,200. Yeah, And I looked at the estimate and it was about fixing all the other things that were wrong with it. I had the on same there. thing. It's a scam. And I exactly. it's a scam. And the guy was, uh, said, all right. He said, we've got, um, uh, and I went to their house and I said, I want to talk to the dad. I want to talk to him and I'll give him the check. If this is the way it's going to go down, he would never come to the door. Yeah. And that it's was a it. scam. I've had it happen to me before. I've had it when I had a, uh, a landscape company with my phone number on the side, I would get calls from people trying to get their car fixed that my guys hit their car and kept going. And, but then they would send me this report and, you know, where they said their car was parked, it would be for the mirror and scratch and window on the other side of the car. You know, right. there's several, yeah. it, it happened a handful of times. It's a scam. It's hey, a scam. uh, nothing is more important than a good night's rest. Oh, you got to get your rest. If you want to, if you want to be fired up every day and work it, do your best. When you work hard, you sleep hard. Nothing beats the right mattress for turning sleep into a labor of love. Factory mattress is helping you upgrade or down, your downtime for less during the best sale ever. Rest easy with 0% financing for five years, free delivery setup and removal. You'll plus you'll save more than ever because factory mattress is paying all your sales taxes work. Uh, Mrs. Graney and I got our mattresses and we love our bed. Don't miss the best sale ever going on now at factory mattress for the love of sleep. FactoryMattressTexas.com, FactoryMattressTexas.com. Those folks over there, man, they're, you, Beef, you know, when you buy that really good mattress, a really good mattress, it's game changer. All right. On the flip side, we've got a whole nother hour. Stick around with us. We're just getting this thing stoked up. Stick around. It's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse. You can catch us 24-7-365 at TheOutdoorZone.com. With a cane pole in his hand, like a food tram sitting down by the street, but leads him to the corpus play. Give him a sack gun to please his mind, give them quail a few reasons to fly. 
Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned in to the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse or 24-7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms. It's the Outdoor Zone, theoutdoorzone.com. My name is TJ Graney and the bunkhouse is Cody Ryan and okay. Beefsteak. Oh, yeah. And Jack mm-hmm. is the ranch hand that gets there early, makes sure the gate gets open, fires up the old potbelly stove and uh, pours water over the coffee grinds from last week which is still pretty good coffee um this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends at mcbride's guns the way society is pounding on our rights to own guns it's imperative we support our local gun shops the one we trust with our constitutional rights is mcbride's guns austin family owned and operated local full service firearm dealer looking for that personal carry or a referral for a class one place mcbride's guns looking for that youth model rifle or shotgun well, there's McBride's Guns, of course. You find McBride's in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them 512-472-3532 or online anywhere around the world at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. So um, I was going to mention the uh, refunding of the uh, school educational uh, hunting, fishing, outdoor educational programs and the clarification and the refunding and the bill passed for that. Well, I think we'll talk about that later. I want to talk about this elk hunt that I did the last three or four days. So for the beginning of the week, I was in Atlanta and spent a couple of days in Atlanta with 94-year-old Georgia Granny and then I flew back, had my got back on Wednesday. My wife, her birthday was Wednesday, Mrs. Granny's birthday. And she is, uh, I think, 27, 28 this year. I'm not that would be exactly. weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. We're losing you. Hey, we're losing you. Man. Turn off your Wi-Fi there. We can't. We don't got you, TJ. Wi-Fi on your phone. On your phone. I I just think the best part of when I ask, and I'm going to post this, but I asked TJ, you know, what was the score on your elk? And he said, I don't know. He said, all I know is yeah, it's going to be a lot of that. a lot of during meat during the break. A lot of meat during in the freezer. The break. 
you were like, hey, what was it, a five by four or five by five? <laughs> what you? And he's like, you know what? I never even counted. <laughs> Who I, does that? I told him he needed to to go ahead and do a European mount on that at least, right? Don't you? Yeah, but he's man, it, it he's frozen right now on our uh, <laughs> on the station. He's got some some issues, but. Uh, getting him to skin out that thing, that's going to be a hard task. We got to talk him into it because you can't go any longer. No, he, he killed it yesterday. You can't go any longer than today. I wonder if it's and in the back of his truck still. He's riding around. That's with what it. he said. He said it is. <laughs> well, he'll carry it around town till it stinks so bad he'll lop the horns off of it and call it good. I I don't know what he's waiting for. What you need to do is you need to put that in the garage over you know the workbench or something. That's too beautiful. I think it should go in the house. Don't you? Yeah. Well, it's not a, I mean, it's not a wall mounter, but it's definitely something I think you should, you, I don't know. I don't know. It's not my, my deal, my elk, but. Uh, for years, before, those guys convinced me out at the deer lease to just saw off the, the horn, you know, the antlers. Just I like can't a, stand a, that. A, I can't stand that. Yeah. Where you just kind of saw off the top cap. And you just leave the antler? What? And I, it's I, such a disrespect, in my opinion. I think if you harvest a buck, that's now. Look, if it's a specific deer, you're supposed to just get rid of, or you know, that's for population control or or management purposes. That's you know, a basket rack or something like that. Then, then maybe not. But yeah. anything else, man, I think like a skull mount. I think, you know, do something with it that gives it some, some oomph. Or if you do cut the horns off, do something with the horns. It drives me crazy. I got a, I've got a, uh, anyway, it, I just, I just don't like, I, I like using the antlers. That's one of the most precious pieces of a buck or a bull or whatever. The old guy that lived on, uh, or that ran our he was on our deer lease he was 85 years old he had hunted out there for 52 years he's no longer with us but he had uh on pallet he had deer antlers full i mean just full of pallets that he never did anything with he goes this is all my and there were probably eight pallets full of these of these antlers and you know we got that buddy who uh does deer horn we call him deer horn deer antler crosses pocket crosses that you antler know crosses because yeah. they don't have to just be deer that is true they it can be, could be anything well i, I so I we mean, call them pocket cross they don't have to be whitetail they do have to be deer <laughs> there's not a whole lot of there's not frogs with antlers i guess so. no no and so i was trying to do uh, i saw someone on um i'm part of that texas hunting group and a guy came on and said hey we got a whole bunch of these that we want to sell or I'm sorry, he said that we don't want any more. What we were going to do is we we're going to make dog treats or dog play toys out of them. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and so I said, hey, we got a cross ministry where we give away these pocket crosses and a guy makes them. We'd love to have them. He said, I'll DM you. He DM'd me that. we He sells them for five a dollar for each side. For a what? Five, a dollar for five each side? dollars for each side or $10 for the rack. 
And I was like, it's a ministry. I'm not going to pay, you know. I mean, he's, he's like, well, I'll do it in shipping if you buy a whole pallet. How much is a whole pallet? It was like $800. And yeah. It, it, There's a business in that. You can't expect it just to, him just to have an open heart for a ministry because you do beefsteak <laughs> come on there's people man. that believe in things all over this world beefsteak surprise surprise that others do not I, they, there's people that will give their life for a belief of something that will give their life and you wouldn't you wouldn't give five bucks for that same thing whatever so it is you're just describing you know I mean? our uh PETA report that's coming up no. yeah mm-hmm. but you don't well think that i'm that's... just saying i'm just saying that you know, you can't, you can't blame the guy. I, I, there's a portion of something I'm working on for the future here at my farm where, uh, I will, I, I hope to make some money off some antlers off a certain deal, which I'm not going to reveal okay. any more than that, but I, I like the uh, idea, but listen, if you like to hunted this place for 52 years and has pallets, in his workshop. That's what bothers me. Okay, so yeah. what I'm saying is if anybody's out there and they're hearing this and they're all of a sudden their heart is moved through this and they want to send just just post something, go to go to theoutdoorzone.com. Find or, Beefsteak. His phone number or is go on Facebook. One. Go on Facebook and just oh. go to the outdoor zone and put up a, a message and say, I've got a bunch of antlers that aren't doing anything that can be used for a very good cause. And we could do that. We give them away I for like, free. We don't sell them. I like antler stuff. I just like it. I mean, it was my dream at my house here to have an antler chandelier. Yeah. And that was my one thing that I had to have here at my house. And I got one. So I was... You know, you got whatever you wanted in that place. You got, you you were a lucky man. I would change some things, but you no, didn't. Oh, it's cool. On. Your wife hey, lets you do good. whatever. She will do whatever. But I will tell you what well, my wife does not want. She's not like, mm, do whatever. That's her vehicle. She don't let me work right. on that one. And you know, everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle or their wife's vehicle repaired. And it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. That's why we use our friends at Sun Auto Service. You know, Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission services, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service Repair Shop nearest you. Mine happens to be 1405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be up north at 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park. And there's, of course, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. I just go to sunautoservice.com. I sign up to follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go sign up and find your location. Go online to sunautoservice.com. Man, what a buzzkill to have TJ start his elk story and then not be able to finish we it. We had We're to finish it. I know, man. System on the, 
<laughs> on the flip side and get uh, the rest of TJ's story, you get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone, live at the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. It's been a hard day's night. Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, Regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yes, there we are live here in the bunkhouse. We're always shopping for Mother Nature's grocery store, fresh and delicious meats of every flavor, venison, pork, fowl, elk, and even <laughs> delicious bass. Post your shopping pictures on our Facebook page, the Outdoor Zone. The Outdoor Zone on our Facebook page. Hey, Nile Maxwell's Super Center. Uh, for the first time ever, only at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, every new Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram purchased comes with a free lifetime powertrain protection. That's correct. Your new vehicle purchased from Nile Maxwell is covered forever. And with Ram's Power Days and Jeep Adventure Days, now it's in full swing. Before you buy, come see the details of our exclusive free lifetime protection program, Jeep Adventure Days have even better financing all the 20 on all 23 grand Cherokee Laredo's with 2.9% financing for 72 months on a li- and a lifetime protection included for free and a 1.9% financing set for 72 months on the 2023 Jeep Gladiator for best selection and Isles promise to beat any competitor's price. Go see the experts at in Central Texas at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin, or online anytime at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. All right, can you hear me? Am I working? I can, yes. <laughs> and hey, let's, I want to hear about this before we do our other stuff. I've got to hear the elk story. While I'm going to tell the elk story. I've got to finish this story because I'm committed to it. <laughs> so I, I, where did I leave off? I left off that I visited you went elk grandma and then visited went elk grandma, got back in wife's birthday. She was getting her hair done, got in at one o'clock, took her out to dinner. Everything was great. And the next morning I packed up and drove to just outside Kerrville, Texas, between Kerrville and Rock Springs, Texas. Now, if you don't know that area of the country, a lot of that is canyons and, and, uh, and I wouldn't say mountains, but by in Texas that area, standards, well, in that area, you want to hike up a couple 1500, 2000 feet. Okay. It's a, it's a hike. And uh, I had a buddy who's got a large piece of property there. And in that area, over all the years, the wild ranches in that area and a lot of uh, exotic game ranches in that area. And over the years, a lot of that game has gotten out. It's just free range and you can drive down the road and see axis and you can see all kinds of stuff. I mean, he had a bunch of elk there on his place and he was trying to cull out some of the bull elk that were just not the ones that he wants as the breeders. And, and they've, I've been there. This is my third year there hunting these elk and they have befuddled me with the rifle hunt, mind you, a rifle hunt. 
So we're talking in Texas. Pre- we don't have ta- elk is not a native native species, so you can hunt them year round, and Correct. you can hunt them with Night, a day, rifle or a whatever, whenever. Yeah, right. And so, uh, so I'm out there hunting, and and I've got this young guy with me. His name's Dakota. He works on the ranch super stellar guy he's been helping me on these hunts for for all three years i think we've hunted together and we were down in one part of this uh valley in between these two quote unquote mountains and we're at the very back and we knew there was a big bull elk back up in there and he wasn't one that i was hunting but a lot of times if you've got a bull elk a dominant elk you've got some satellite elk or some other bull elk that are around the edges that are trying to pick off any of the girls that are not paying close attention or that wander away from the herd right and so i'm hunting any of these satellite elk and we're down there at the end and he's got a, a cow call and he starts squawking on this cow call and that big bull the breeder bull came running down the mountain mad as heck and so i I, we stopped calling because we didn't want him to come over there we're sitting underneath an oak tree that had some where it's kind of grown down to the ground a little bit so you kind of a canopy and just we're just tucked away under this this one oak tree in the middle of this area there's there's not a whole bunch of stuff and uh and that bull came down and he went down into a water pond and splashed and was bugling and going crazy and uh and then a cow came down and she walked down and he he saw her and he ran over to her and then she ran right in front of us like 15 yards across front of us and she stopped right in front of us and started eating grass and just lollygagging and we're frozen we're like not moving because if we goof her up then everything's going to go you know off kilter and so And she kind of meanders on and he comes running up right behind her and he stops right in front of us at 15 yards. And he turned and looked at us. Big bull elk. Giant bull. The breeder bull. The the big bad boy on the ranch in that whole area. And he's sweaty and screamy. And he gets over and he turns and he walks right towards us. And he turns his head sideways to get his antlers up underneath the oak tree so he can get in close to look at us. Oh, (laughs) dude, he's dripping snot from his nose 10 feet in front of us. Did you have your (laughs) rifle pointed at him just in case? We were just frozen. We were just frozen. I guess I. I didn't even think about it. I just thought, I, I mean, I was just like, this is, and, and I'm whispering to uh, Dakota, the guy next to me. I was saying, get your camera on because <laughs> he had his phone sitting next to him, but you couldn't move because this bull elk is underneath the canopy staring right at us. And then he just backs up, points his nose to the ground and chases after that girl, just going mad down up the valley and and left us cow. so that was the first day cow. i guess you didn't cow. look as good as that cow did or smell as good it was just you know it's one of those things you see on youtube you just go oh my god so then the next so now we know what area we're going to hunt because we we figure that there's some satellite bulls around that old boy somewhere and so we back up the canyon 
couple hundred yards and sit on a little ridge and the sun's coming up yesterday morning and and we could hear him down there we could hear him down there doing what he's doing rounding up his girls way at the end of the canyon winds blow cows what did i say girls girls keep calling them girls okay there's not a bunch of little girls hey girl now Mm -hmm. this cow elk these this bull elk's calling in his cows and uh and we know he's down there and but then all and so dakota said well i'm going to go over here i'm going to move around with this cow call so it doesn't sound like i'm just in one place i'm going to move around you stay up here on this ridge and i'm going to move around and i thought okay that that you know (laughs) cow's moving around right so he goes down in this creek and he gets underneath this rock ledge and he starts cow calling and this bull comes off the it's not that same bull it's a different one comes out right in front of me and he's probably 50 yards in front of me and turns and looks at me and it's giant bull and he's got this one split at the very top of his left side and i thought that's got to be one of the janky ones that's that sure and then but but i just and i had a question right i had a check and you were telling me about this yesterday cody and so he uh he's standing there and i'm like i can't shoot i can't shoot and he walks off walks 100 yards down goes up into the woods and the whole time i'm i'm ready to start crying it's just like i i, I should have shot him maybe i i should have shot that one and i'm feeling so down and beat beating myself up and then all of a sudden i hear this bugle and this mad elk coming and i thought oh well here comes big boy down the valley coming at me and i guess i'm going to get to see big boy again and but it wasn't him it was this other elk and uh and we put a picture of the elk on on the outdoor zone facebook page if you want to see the elk but anyway he comes down he's mad as heck and dakota popped that cow elk call one time man he made a right turn and came was headed straight for that little ledge where dakota was hiding and he stopped a hundred yards out in front of me and I just ripped that 270 right at him. He ran down, did a button hook, turned around, started going back up towards the mountain and stopped again. So I popped him again and he ran about, I don't know, maybe 50 yards up the mountain, laid down on a big flat rock. So we could clean him, gut him <laughs> up real good, cord him up. And, uh, it was absolutely spectacular. It was spectacular. It was the exact one. And the one that I had passed on was uh, was the second of the three breeder bucks. He just had a big split. They call it a whale's tail on the very top. And if and if I'd have shot that one, it would have been not good. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever question, that was my deal. If you ever have a check or a question. Right when something walks up, always take that first initial reaction. And that's, that's always proven to really? be true. Yeah. And I was so upset. It's like, guys, I, I so want some elk meat. I, <laughs> uh, and, but God, God knew what he was doing. He protected me big time. So here's the question. So I got I got all that quartered out. I got it in my ice chest. Now I'm going to get a bunch of, get a bunch of burger made. Mrs. Granny loves elk burger, right? So I won't do the back straps and tenders, but I'll get everything else made into burger. Do I get it made with beef, 
fat or pork fat? Beef or pork? I have a preference, but I'm wondering what you guys think. Beef. Yep. Beef, definitely. Yeah, of course he's going to say that. <laughs> beef steak's going to say beef. Of course. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm, that's what I think. Yeah. I think I want to use beef fat if I'm going to do something. Well, and also everybody it- knows that. I mean, I, I like to use bacon when we grind it up, you know, put 5% bacon in. That's my secret burger recipe. But in reality, everybody loves a little, that little ting, just that little beef fat. Well, it's just the elk is so lean mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you want it, you need a little something in there. I'm guess I'm guessing. I don't, you know, I you do unless it's I a like roast. The idea of being, I don't want anything else in there. I don't want any salt. I don't want jalapenos. I don't. I don't want any of that stuff in there. I just want the meat ground up and packaged real pretty, like beef. And, yeah, uh, I'm voting for beef. Just tell them, yeah, yeah, but it won't patty well and all that. You can't cook it up and do the things you want to do if you don't have a little bit in there. He didn't have a bunch of fat on him, so we weren't pulling, you know, layers and layers of fat. There was none of that. Well, it's Texas, those those elk went. I've noticed in Texas they they tend to be a little more lean. A lot of times they they just lean up. They just they're just not as. Uh, Maybe it's because we have 110 degrees here for months on end. Anyway, congratulations on your elk. Yes, that is awesome. yep, go see it at our Facebook page. It was spectacular. I want to thank Dakota and a Texas elk, a true Texas elk. I, I just got to tell this story. It, TJ, when years. I asked him, I said, what did your elk score? He said, this classic TJ, it scored a lot of meat in my freezer is what it scored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he didn't even know what it was. Five by four, four don't by matter. five. Lot five, of five, meat. Five, don't matter. Anyways, hey, go, I'll yes, tell you what matters it. though. I'll tell you something that matters is protecting you and your family. Uh, whether, whether you're, you know, self-employed or an entrepreneur, maybe a sportsman, maybe you're just fed up with traditional insurance that you have. I know a lot of people are. Finding affordable, top-quality health care options can be tricky. But Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. I'm required to tell you Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. I have my family covered by Altrua HealthShare. I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't do it any other way. Uh, members, members contribute each month to an escrow account. And then the eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. It's literally that easy. I save thousands and thousands of dollars a year by protecting my family. Without Altrua HealthShare, you can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. All right, we'll get up uh, to speed with your Armed Citizens Report, maybe your Peter Report, something like that on the flip side. Just stick around. It's the Outdoor Zone. We're live in the bunkhouse 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun. 
All right, welcome back, Regulators. It's the Outdoor Zone live on the bunkhouse. Here's a notice to the antis and terrorists, us bunkhouse boys and our regulators. We don't give in to you anti-gun crowd, PETA terrorist or the Taliban. It's how we roll here in the bunkhouse. Keep informed by riding the trail with us all week online at theoutdoorzone.com, theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, if you don't have a bank and you're looking for a bank that where you know who your banker is, where when you call the bank, you can talk to the people that you know over there, you can experience the value of that kind of community banking where local matters at Keystone Bank. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. That's Keystone Bank. When you're banking at Keystone, you get the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. That means you'll know who your loan officer is, who your banker is. We love that. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. They have all the cutting-edge banking technologies that makes account maintenance and transactions convenient and secure. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person. There's the 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin. There's 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, keystone.bank for all the information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Now it's time for your armed citizen report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. An armed trespasser suffered from serious wounds after forcing his way into a Phoenix, Arizona home early on the morning of August 10th. Police responded to a call shortly before 1 a.m. arriving to find a man suffering from a serious but not life-threatening gunshot wound. Investigator lear- investigators learned the man allegedly broke into the house only to find an armed home- homeowner inside who opened fire once the man entered. Police did not arrest the homeowner and have said that they believe the shooting was self-defense. Hmm. Yes, that's what that was. Yeah, probably um, was. Hey, uh, your cousin, Gavin Newsom, the California governor, signed several cousin. firearm. <laughs> cousin? Cousin Gavin. Uh-huh. No, that's disgusting. That's an insult. Several firearms ammunition-related bills into law on Tuesday, including one to tax guns and ammunition and other and uh another that places more rules on people seeking a concealed carry weapon permit on the on the permit itself and <clears throat> there was a couple of things about this that i thought so man this is this is such an overreach of your constitutional rights and it, uh, how anybody could live in california under this this kind of tyranny i just don't even get it uh the bill said federal tax on guns and ammunition which funds hunting and wildlife programs across the country as a reason for a statewide so the uh 
Jesse Gabri- Gabriel, who uh, who is one of the people there in the um, legislature that was a part of writing this tax, this 11% tax on guns and ammunition in California. First ever. And they said it's first ever. And they said, if you can tax, he said, if you can tax guns and ammo for wildlife, well, we're going to do it for gun safety. And I thought, okay, that's just a reach, but <laughs> I mean, 11%, that's quite a lot. Because uh, a lot of the guns that are used criminally are bought in a tax. Oh, sure. Oh yeah. They're going to get the tax facility. revenue off all those. Oh, the ones coming the across criminal. the border and. And, yeah. and they also talked about micro stamping, that that was a big deal coming, I think, in, what, 2025 or something? Yeah, that's where every bullet, every gun has to have the technology so they know where it came from. Those guys so are going to do, you, you just reload on your own. Do you really think? Well, you don't. That they you, go. People aren't going to do that. The bad guys aren't like, oh, hey, is that the right microchip for that gun? <laughs> No, I don't know. They don't care about any of that. But here's the part. Here's the part that blows my mind. California law, new law requires permit holders to be 21 eh, for That's okay. personal carry. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that one. Bans concealed weapons from the most public places, including parks, schools, government buildings, hospitals, and places where alcohol is sold, as well as at public demonstrations and gatherings. Well, it's no different. I mean, okay. Well, some of that stuff, why would you're just, you're just telling the people who are going to shoot somebody exactly where you can go and you'll be fine to do it. That's all that well, is. Well, it's been that way. It's been that way since day one of concealed carry and these laws that are brought forth that you have. I mean, there are no, there's no mass shootings in places where you're allowed to carry. It just doesn't happen. 99% of the mass shootings are in non-carry locations where you're not supposedly not allowed to carry. So we've seen it time and time again. This is a, this is just idiocracy again, carried forth. It's just, uh, uh, one plus one doesn't equal three, no matter how many times you add it up, you know, it will never equal three. Think about it. Every week we go into armed citizen report and we report about a firearm being used to protect someone. We talk about it at home. It happens we over talk a million times a year. I read that one article about the post worker, the the postman that was attacked and and held up at gunpoint uh, this week. I mean, people are it's out there everywhere. So you over should be a able million to protect incidences yourself. where a a firearm is used to protect somebody in a cr- crime. And so a mil- over a million, and that's conservative. That's the conservative. That's not 
That's the conservative amount is over a million times in the United States. Well, and, and we've reported over the last couple of years the the just explosion of firearm purchases, personal protection, uh, pistols from first time gun gun owners, and a large number of those have been women. And I think that they're just fed up with the fear of everything and and the danger that is out there. Well, I think it, during the, the pandemic that, uh, was that big wake-up call, right, where people that had never had a firearm for protection or said, oh, I don't believe in it because of gun safety and more guns equals more violence. And then they were sitting on the couch watching these riots. And their wife was like, hey, are you protecting our home? Well, why don't we have protection? And uh, that's when a ton of people went out and decided to purchase a firearm. One of the things that I think kind of falls into the same category is just not being having common sense or carrying forth our our best face is when articles like this get promoted. I have stuff come across my, you know, email and, and stuff all the time. And I had an article that came across that was from a to z animals.com a to z animals.com that said the title is what is the largest white tail deer catch in virginia and it talks about this new deer that was killed in virginia the picture is of a psycho deer <laughs> first it uses that they caught the deer <laughs> then it uses a picture of a psycho deer these kind of misrepresentations just are well and that is part of don beef is a member of the texas outdoor riders association as i am and that's part of the struggle that we have there now social media people say anything they want but there's no boundaries there's no mentoring on ethics and and all the stuff that that used to be a part of being an outdoor journalist but i'll tell you what is good when you work hard, you sleep hard, and nothing beats the right mattress for turning sleep into a labor of love. I'll tell you what, after working on the farm all day, putting in fence posts or whatever it is we're working on, man, going in and hitting that bed at night, it's got to be the right mattress. And Factory Mattress helping you upgrade your downtime for less during the best sale ever. Rest easy with free 0% financing for five years, free delivery, setup, and removal. And they'll pay the sales tax. Don't miss this best sale ever going on now. Factory mattress for the love of sleep. We love our factory mattress. FactoryMattressTexas.com. FactoryMattressTexas.com. Find a location near you and go see our buddies over at Factory Mattress. All right. We'll close this whole thing up on the flip side. It's the Outdoor Zone. You can catch us 24-7, 365 at TheOutdoorZone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone. So happy to be here with you. The only issue I have is that it's opening weekend of bow season. And even though I did go out and put the smack down on an elk yesterday, uh, and made it back home last night, and today I'm not in the deer stand. I'm on the radio with well, y'all. Well, this morning, the podcast this morning, because 
I actually listened to something yesterday, a guy, a wildlife biologist, some video or something I saw where a wildlife biologist said hunting the morning time in early season, typically both season for us, is a waste of time, primarily because the peak movement times for whitetail are at dusk and at dawn, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to your stand at dusk, if you're walking out to your stand before the sun comes up, deer are already up moving around and they hear you, see you, they're not, you're going to spook them out of your area by going to your stand in the morning. Now, if you go in the afternoons, that's when they're bedded down. You move into your stand, you sit there, and then they get up from their bedding areas and move into your area. So he said, I don't hunt the mornings, and I never have in the early season because deer. Oh, are, he's just lazy. Man, I was like, I'm dude, I'm going to buy hunter. that. I'm good with it. That's I'm what a I'm morning doing. hunter. Now, <laughs> it I makes think... it, I see a lot more deer in the early season in the afternoon. So well, I will tell I, you that. And I run a lot of deer off in the mornings going in. In now, early season. That's just because it's been, he said it. Now you're thinking that you uh, want it to be I, true. You want it to be true. I've, this is a wildlife. I think they're out like on the internet. <laughs> so, he I, I thought that, uh, they are out. It is a full moon. It is all that stuff. Bright as could be all night long. I think there is some thing to them but uh, they're that first hour or two in the morning they're making their way to their bedding areas yeah i'm i'm gonna be sitting there ready to smack them and i'm also looking at a bunch of oak trees here in texas now this may be different and up our buddies up north but our oak trees here in texas are just getting the acorns and just getting to drop a getting ready to start dropping acorns and that's going to Yes, so lay your smack down over your deer corn pile before they drop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you better get you better get out there quick right now because I can look out here right now and there's acorns all outside the bunkhouse on the trees just ready to. Well, Cody, you're going to like this one. I'm going to set up uh, out at the deer lease tomorrow, man. And I'm going to set up a bow stand out there too. Tomorrow's work day. I mean, uh, aren't you supposed to go in nine to five? No, man. I'm taking the day off to go out and set up. Ooh, yeah. No. yeah. You haven't set up for the year yet? No, I have not. I, not, I knew you were going to love that. That I am. Tomorrow. You're I'm, not allowed to lift anything over 50 well, pounds. Uh, Billy Burr. Pounds. Billy he Burr's gets up going, every morning, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, well, that's a good one. Yeah, go to the bathroom. So, hey, but Billy hey. Burr's going to meet me out there. I'll use that as an excuse. I'm not supposed to lift oh. those bags. Okay, well, you got Billy meeting you out there. That's good. But I'm I'm going to set up a pop up for for archery on uh, about twelve to eighteen yards away. Right on the Good side. Good night. You're never going to see anything. Yards. What? Yeah. Yards. Yes. You'll never see anything. Not nah, <laughs> perfect. Zero chance you can get scent proof enough. There's going to walk up. I, I smell. I smell beef and cheese. <laughs> yeah. There's zero chance that beefsteak will be scent free enough to be 12 yards from a deer. <laughs> no. Guaranteed. Unless it's already got bullet holes in it. There's no chance. But I'm still keeping uh, your the... pack. Your snack pack. It, there's no way. You got to be third. You got to be shooting 
So just so folks plus. know that his deer stand has a mini fridge, <laughs> yeah. uh, a small I figure, propane stove. You know, if every animal that I've ever had in the house gets trained where the, when they hear a rapper, they, they come to the you know refrigerator, <laughs> I'm thinking I can do that with deer. Oh, okay? oh I thought you were yeah. like, I got to take a call down by the road. That's not a rapper. No, that not that kind of rapper. I crinkle. I crinkle. <laughs> <laughs> That's an no, old but man. and so that I'm gonna, gonna to do with sure. rapping. I'm gonna go Radio back to the Austin theory. Shoot. Wait, I'm gonna go back to the theory that what you do is you hunt bullet. You hunt with the rifle in the morning. I mean, in the I'm sorry, you hunt archery in the morning, and you do it with a rifle in the afternoon. When that's legal. Yeah, of you course. Can't do that right now. No, no, that's true. Maybe. <laughs> We'll Rodeo see. Austin shoot sporting clay shootout sporting clay tournament coming up uh, October tenth October tenth at Reunion Ranch the Rodeo Austin shootout and we had our buddy Steve Lockoff on uh, with us you can go to rodeoaustin.com, rodeoaustin.com. go support those folks in that event if you love shooting your shotgun that's a fun thing to do. I was driving home yesterday. Twelve yards, twelve. There's no. <laughs> might as well just sit under. You're gonna. Your tent's gonna get pelted with corn from your deer feeder. It's so close. No, it's outside the wire. Sorry, it's outside the wire. In a, in a little mesquite, bad boy. A little patch of mesquite, perfect. It's gonna be awesome. That it, beef, beef. Really, honestly, that is a little bit close. Twenty yards. Yeah, maybe it's way close still. Yeah, twenty yards is way close, mm. but my pop up is at twenty yards, and it's tucked in there pretty tight. When I measured it, the front was around uh, twelve, twelve yards, and it went back as far as at eighteen. So hey, I don't I even just can't have wait a to pen. hear about all the deer you're going to see. That's right, <laughs> and I got From one of those new two seventy view where you can see through. I will see what happens. You know what I'm talking about? Where you can see yeah. through it? I wonder yeah. if it'll work at that at that distance. We're going to have a lot of fun this year figuring this out. Anyway. Yeah, well, you're late. It started yesterday. So. Okay, so. He- hey, tell me what your advice is for this week. I don't know why <laughs> yeah. I'm asking yeah, you Yeah, let's for advice. get some advice from Here, him. Uh- here's the beef. When present or being present with your child. That's the greatest gift that you can give to any child is your attention. All right? All right. Beefsteak is out. We'll see you next week. This week's uh, Bible verse comes from Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you about the direction you should go. I'll advise you and keep keep my eye on you. That's from the uh, creator himself. Live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. Same place, same time. Maybe, I may be at the ranch next week. This may be y'all. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm out. Going to be good. Hey, this week, folks, want to encourage you to get the kids off the couch. Take them for a walk in the park. Show them the birds and trees. Heck, take them hunting. Take them fishing. We don't care what it is as long as you get them into the great outdoor zone. I saw two dads with two little girls on a dove field yesterday, little ponytails, and oh, thought that was good job, dads. We're headed to church. I want to encourage you to find a good Bible-based church in your community somewhere. After all, it all belongs to him anyway, guys. Take your family to church and then go have a nice lunch somewhere. 
If you want to start an outdoor ministry in your church, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. If you have a boy who's looking for for a good male mentor and learn some outdoor skills, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. Or if you want to support the mission of Kids Outdoor Zone, we're a 501c3. Go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. We take donations of cash, boats, cars, trucks, land, uh, support getting kids outside. KOZ, no kid left inside. All right. From Cody Ryan, Beefsteak, all our Wranglers, Jack the Ranch Inn, making this whole thing work. Myself, TJ Graney. God bless. And regulators, let's mount up. <laughs>